chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Loose Lug Nuts, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan for the average fan. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside, as always, Thomas Dick. And Thomas, we're heading to the Monster Mile this weekend for an Xfinity race and a Cup Series race. Yeah, we're going to be hitting the concrete. Uh, uh, most of my races I've seen have been at Dover. I used to drive down there from the uh, Jersey Shore. Um, the track could be fun, and then there's times it couldn't be fun. I remember the one time I uh, was a big Mikey Waltrip fan back in the day, and uh, the dude, uh, there was a bunch of long... Uh, green uh, flag cycles and he just kept losing a lap anytime the cycle ran more than 50 laps he'd lose a lap by the end of the race he was like five um laps down and i was i was sad and uh i wasn't even drinking Coors banquet that back then i was probably drinking like keystone and it was just a miserable day but uh some of the other races i went there very exciting track so uh hopefully we get that and not me drowning my mikey sorrows did you ever get scared of the monster that's outside there no no okay it's sort of a i find it more comical than scary i don't know it's i don't know i it's really usually i'm into that stuff too like i went and posed in front of a freaking like 20 foot squirrel <laughs> you know i usually like that kind of stuff but yeah not really into that so we will break down those two races here in just a minute. But first, we will break down all the news that has happened throughout NASCAR. It's been a pretty pretty busy week. And the biggest thing that I saw this week is there was loose lug nuts galore. Five crew chiefs from last weekend were penalized, including Joey Logano's crew chief, Paul Wolf. He suspended one race and fined $20,000 for two loose lug nuts. Uh, Luke Lambert from Chris Busher was fined $10,000. And then in the Xfinity series, the crew chiefs for Jeb Burton, AJ Allmendinger, and Tommy Joe Martins each fined $5,000. You just yeah. got to tighten the loose, loose lug nuts. Come on, <laughs> tighten them up. I mean, that's uh, like we have the PSA every once in a while, tighten your loose uh, lug nuts. And next year, one loose lug nut, your wheel falls off. <laughs> so start practice. Well, that's just in the cup. Yeah. Um, Tommy Joe and the, and the guys can keep having loose ones. So we could still have our show name. Yeah. I mean, hopefully that doesn't lead people to think we're just going to cover. Um, Loose lug nuts. Uh, Xfinity, no, Xfinity and, and trucks. Yeah. Um, might have to call it Loose Lug Nuts and the Cup Series or something <laughs> like that. But, well, uh, and I yeah. guess for other people, the big news was Noah Gregson won his appeal. So he actually finished fourth and he won $100,000. He's now three for three. Big winner, big winner, and he has a chance this week to be the first ever Dash for Cash sweeper. Yeah, is this the first year they've done Dash for the Cash? Do you know? No, um, it's been a while. Now you put me on the spot. I wish you would ask me to look that up before, <laughs> but uh, we'll have an answer by the end of the show. But um, yeah, so this week it'll be Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry, Brandon Jones, and Noah Gregson in the Dash for the Cash. And then you could talk about the points implications. Yeah. So this was a huge, huge deal for uh, Gregson because following the DQ, he was sitting in 11th in points. But after winning his appeal, he jumped up to seventh. And then it just added to how good of a day it was for junior motorsports last week. Yeah. I mean, they had uh, what did they have first, second, fourth, and seventh, seventh I believe. Seventh? Yeah. 
Yeah, so that was a, a huge day. And like you said, he was he was like one spot from the cutoff. Um, so to be all the way back up to seventh is big. What I found odd from the whole thing, um, the thing I read on NBC Sports, which is where I first saw it last night, it says the final appeal officer, Roger Werner, did not explain how he determined that no violation was committed. Now, going back to my days, even as a second grader, I always had to show my work. How can you just say nothing was done wrong, but then not say how you came up with that? See, I've I've always thought like, and it doesn't matter if it's NASCAR or Major League Baseball, just like how does the appeals process work? Whether like it's somebody suspended or like an NFL player that, you know, has a hit or, you know, they fail a drug test or something. I just want to be like, like, how does the appeal process like if they did a live stream of that appeal? we'd cover it yeah i would and it, it it's definitely it seems like it's an outside person because also in the same thing i read it said nascar cannot appeal the appeal huh. so this wasn't someone from nascar deciding it yeah it was someone outside of nascar but he didn't say what like he yeah i don't he didn't say how he came up with it and the dash of the cash has been going on since 2009 wow yeah Shows what we know. We're just average fans, though. Well, the original format was uh, in the uh, for all the regular drivers not in the Cup Series. So this was back when you had a lot of the bushwhackers. So this was a way for they still had the bushwhackers in the race for the non-bushwhackers to win yeah. some cash. So interesting. So congrats to Noah Gregson and Junior Motorsports for. Uh, winning their appeal and then congrats to Noah on winning another hundred thousand dollars for him and the crew some other news from darlington pretty damn impressive uh tv numbers for nascar it was the most watched sporting event of the weekend topping the pga tour on cbs they averaged a 1.7 rating and 3.09 million viewers that's i mean we like that that's that's what we want um the NCAA women's soccer tournament wasn't streamed on TV. This is my way to go at the NCAA. It might have topped the PGA Tour, but we were on like some shit stream that the NCAA gave us. But anyhow, great numbers for NASCAR. Excited to see it. And uh, mine and I got the best race. Hopefully those people will still be excited and want to come back again. I mean, it would have been better to have a more exciting finish, but great to see those numbers. And then uh, we'll go back to the Nashville fairground. They had a public hearing earlier this week and some of the complaints were like laugh out loud, funny. One of the old, some old lady said the noise from the track upsets her dog. And there was no reason for NASCAR to return to the fairgrounds because there's five facilities that hosted NASCAR and formula one within a 30 minute drive. But what she really meant to say was Indy, not formula one, you idiot. Well, and what are those five facilities that 30 miles 30 minute drive from nashville like i'm picturing my head just getting out of the city takes 30 minutes um you could barely make it to cooter's place dukes of hazard museum (laughs) or the dolly world uh rodeo stampede thingy in 30 minutes so i'm not sure what she's talking about she was probably sauced up yeah and she she might have had some of your cooler's banquet yeah you know she might have mixed some champagne with some ripple and made some champ pipple. I just, to me, 
once again, it all goes back to if I'm moving to Nashville and I'm looking for a place to live, I'm going to, if I don't like noise, I'm going to circle some area called the fairgrounds as a place I don't want to, I don't want to live by the fairgrounds. I probably don't want to live by uh, downtown, you know, where the, the, the bachelettes are riding around on the little buggy with the nine cycle wheelies getting drunk. And I got to want to live there. Um, Probably going to want to live out in the country a little bit, but yeah, I, to me, let's build the track. Um, I don't know. It looks like they're spinning their wheels. They showed uh, what you call it, drawings, renderings. Yeah. The, the renderings look pretty sharp. They're going to have a 20 foot wall from turn one all the way down the back stretch to turn three, which would mitigate um, noise, they say. There was going to be a 10 p.m. race curfew for regular races, 11 p.m. race curfew for NASCAR races. That gets a little dicey um, with some of the weather uh, NASCAR is known to have. Um, could see some shortened uh, races and whatnot, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, the it's still in the early process. The formal plan will be presented on June 8th, and then hopefully they'll have a vote uh, come July 12th. We'll stay on top of it for all you guys, and uh, we'll let you know what comes of that. Some other news were the reigning Rolex 24 hour LMP2 champion and Asia Le Mans Series Pro Am champion Kyle Tilly will make his NASCAR debut next week at Circuit of the Americas with Live Fast Motorsports. He'll also run uh, the other three road courses on the schedule with Road America, Watkins Glen, Watkins Glen and Indianapolis Road Course. Uh, really, like we're always excited to see people from outside come in and it, it brings name recognition from outside in the NASCAR. Uh, maybe some Rolex 24 people, like, hey, let's watch and see what he does. And then they get excited watching the race. And the one big thing I noticed, I got a, the timing spot. One of his sponsors is a Formula One. They sponsor Williams Racing stuff, which to me, if you can start getting some of the Formula One uh, type sponsors in the NASCAR, that can't be a bad thing. And then some other news, Justin Haley will now run the majority of the Cup Series race for Spire Motorsports in the number 77 car. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, he uh, he said in an interview, you know, I could see him in the rest of the race, the rest of them, them being uh, the pronoun for uh, race, the races, uh, to be perfectly honest. Uh, they started with a five race deal. It evolved to 10. And, uh, you know, we had talked about like college racing next year, who's going to be one of their guys. And it looks like less like it would be Justin Haley. If he, uh, is able to do something with Spire Motorsports full time, although they may be looking to sell their charter is the other option. Yeah, Those true. charters are going to be hot commodities, uh, with the next gen car coming in. But uh, yeah, uh, he'll get uh, his chance. He's already got the one uh, shortened win on the Cup Series. Uh, was that so. Daytona last year, correct? Uh, two, I think it was two years ago. Yeah, could have been last year. It was, it, but it was, yeah, it was at Daytona, but it was a yeah. shortened race. Uh, Sam Hunt Racing announced a pretty badass paint scheme and something that we will support. I probably won't text the number because I don't want them to keep texting me, but. Uh, Sam Hunt Racing announced that Chris Wright will be piloting the Boot the Band Toyota Supra with in-car cameras for Fox Sports 
and Buta ban aims to remove the antiquated ban on distilled spirit sales on Sundays in the great state of Texas. Yeah, we usually don't talk about the sponsors like a couple races ahead and whatnot, but this one really hits home as Texans who sometimes would like to get distilled spirits (laughs) on a Sunday. So, you know, thank you, Sam Hunt Racing, for, uh, you know, you're hitting the right keys on this one. We're behind you 42,069%. And then the last one to wrap up the news, all-star race voting has begun. I'm going to vote for Quinn Hoff just because he has badass paint schemes. Who are you going with? Um, I got to look at the full who all's on the list, but right now I'm probably going to Timmy Hill unless uh, he's not on the list. You know, they didn't invite him to that one. I race. So maybe they didn't put him on the, the ballot. If he's on the ballot, probably Timmy Hill. If not, we'll, uh, we'll find someone and I'll uh, get back to you on that one. All right. So the first race of the weekend is on Saturday. And that is at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time on FS1. It'll be a total of 200 laps. Stages one and two are 45 laps. And then stage three will be 113 laps. Yeah, we got got some notables in the race. We got Ty Gibbs will be in row seven driving the old 54. And you know what they say, everyone drives the 54 well except... Oh, God, who was it? I'm blanking. Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon. And then uh, John Hunter Niebercheck has been uh, just dominating the uh, truck series. He'll be in row number, uh, row 15. Yep. Yep. So those are two to, to uh, non-regulars to look out for. And uh, unfortunately for John Hunter Niemicek, Kyle Busch will not be racing in this one. So we'll see how he does. But starting in row one and on the pole is Daniel Hemrick. Starting second is Justin Allgaier. In row two is Noah Gregson and Brandon Jones. Row three, Harrison Burton and Josh Berry. Row four, A.J. Allmendanger and Jeremy Clements. In row five, Justin Haley and Brett Moffitt uh, to round out the top ten. Uh, one other thing for this race, uh, David Starr is actually not going to be sponsored by Whataburger this week, so we won't get that two-hour post uh, before the race. Yeah, he actually posted yesterday yeah. about that. And it's a uh, he's partnering with Fox News as Brett Bear and uh, whatever his show in his name is Special Report, and also uh, also tied in with Children's National Hospital in D.C. Brett Bear is a big backer of that um, hospital, so it's a nice little uh, sponsorship uh, triangle going on there. And then uh, we got uh, Kyle Sieg will be making his Xfinity. Uh, debut with DGM Racing. Sieg has made four ARCA Series starts and one ARCA Series West starts this season. Uh, finished fourth at Phoenix. That's his season best. And in every race, he's finished in the top base. So it'll be interesting uh, to see where he gets the start. Yep. Uh, Sieg family, pretty renowned. Uh, Ryan is uh, in the fray for the playoff. Uh, Kyle making his debut. Yeah, Ryan Sieg will be starting 12th in row six. And then Kyle Sieg making his debut uh, in row 18. The big thing with this race we talked about, it's going to be on concrete. These guys will be getting four sets of tires for this race. So it'll be interesting to see as it is every week. We say that every week, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how that strategy plays out. Well, it's interesting. I've been listening to some stuff uh, wherever I can find it. Um, Eric Almirola just talking about how 
it's such a weird track because they'll have a run and the, the rubber gets laid down. But as soon as the yellow flag comes out, like that rubber comes up. And when they go through the pits, you're just starting over. He said it's like starting over on a green track. Yeah. Um, so, and he said that makes it hard for adjustments because you're not going from where you were when you went to pit. You got to mentally go back to where you were the last pit when you're making your changes of how you want your car to be. So it'll be interesting to see. Yep. All right. So who are you picking to win Saturday's dry Dean 200? You know, I, uh, I changed my pick. Like I got, like we, I don't know if we ever made the rule. We had to pick a different person, but I've always gone, Hey, we each need to pick someone different. So yeah. I doing my research, like, Justin Allgaier is a shoo-in, but I don't want to always take shoo-ins. So I'll pick someone else and let Evan pick Justin Allgaier. So I picked Austin Sindrick, and then he didn't pick Justin Allgaier. So I'm going back and I'm taking Justin Allgaier. Um, last 10 races here, Xfinity Series, he's got nine top tens, five top eights, two wins. Plus, he's he's been pretty hot lately. So I'm going Justin Allgaier. If you're thinking about Austin Sindrick, not a bad choice. Last three races here, he's got a third, a second, and a third. And he's finished in the top ten in all six of his races at Dover. See, it just sounds so good. You chose uh, – what racetrack was it where Keselowski had something similar and you picked him and he – Pretty much everyone. I've done yeah. it with him and Harvick and neither one of them won. The shoe ends aren't very good for me. Yeah. But I'm going to keep going because they're all of averages. So I'm going to go with Daniel Hemrick. He has three top five finishes and five starts here, and he needs a win uh, this year to solidify himself in the playoff. I think he'll still make it even if he doesn't, but it'd be nice for him to get a win. This is a track that he's had success at, so I'm going to go with him. Now we were talking about the dash for the cash earlier, and again, it's between Allgaier, Josh Berry, Brandon Jones, and Noah Gregson. I think both you and I are going to go with Justin Allgaier. Well, if I pick Allgaier to win, I got to pick him hey, to win the death. You can hedge your bets, man. You no hedging. I'm all in. I'm going all in. All right. And then your favorite paint scheme for this race? I'm going uh, Kyle Weatherman. Um, he's got a sp- – oh, God. It's uh, – I got to pull it up. I uh, had it on my thingy, and then it disappeared. Son of a bitch. Um, it is a uh, – Thin blue line USA. It's got the uh, the little thin blue line flag, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty sharp looking. It's all black and dark blue vehicle. So him and the he'll be out there racing the the forty seven thin blue line USA Chevrolet Camaro. And then I'm gonna stick with uh, our friends over at Mike Harmon Racing. I'm gonna choose. Uh... Bailey Curry's Camaro in the 74 car. It's a black and gray car. He, along with uh, David Starr partnering, as we mentioned earlier, the Children's National Hospital um, on the hood of his car. He's got a giant teddy bear with some kids' uh, handprints. We'll, uh, we'll be getting behind that if you would like to donate. Um, part of the, Donations are an important part of the Children's National success. So you can go to childrensnational.org backslash giving. So Mike Harmon, uh, Mike Harmon racing, winning both of our uh, paint schemes for Xfinity. They've been kind of, they come in pretty strong. Yeah. And uh, might have a little uh, teaser for you guys for next week involving oh, Mike Harmon. Yeah. Ooh. Oh God, what could that be? Yeah. 
All right, so let's go to Sunday's Cup race, and I'm excited about this one um, because they have sold out its grandstands for Sunday's race at 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on FS1. It's the 52nd annual Dry Dean 400. Well, that makes it 50 years older than uh, the last few races we've been told about. Um, yeah, maybe they fix the second annual thing on their uh, their thingies. <laughs> So stages one and two will be 120 laps with 160 in stage three for a total of 400 uh, laps. Martin Truex Jr., who won last week, will be on the pole. He'll be alongside his teammate, Denny Hamlin, William Byron and Kyle Larson, the Hendrick Motorsports boys in row two, Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch in row three, Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott in row four, and then Joey Logano and Chris Buescher in row five to round out the top 10. Some guys that have had um, a lot of success here. There's four active drivers that have won three times at Dover, and that's Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, and Ryan Newman. There you go. Um, last time someone won from the pole at Dover, Jimmy Johnson. I actually, I seen three Jimmy Johnson wins at Dover. And this was back when, uh, before I became a, a a serious NASCAR media person and could dislike a driver. I dislike Jimmy Johnson because he won so damn much. He just <laughs> won so damn much. And then Chad Knauss was always shady. But yeah, I, I saw Jimmy Johnson win three times at Dover. So I'm used to booing. And and, and that one race I talked about where Mikey Walter finished freaking five laps back, Jimmy Johnson won. So. <laughs> So, yeah, the, Jimmy Johnson won from the pole, uh, and he was the last one to do that. That was in 2010. So, Truex, who has won here three times, could uh, rewrite, rewrite the history books. Other active winners include Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, and Kurt Busch, if you're filling out your fantasy NASCAR lineup. This is another I track. haven't done, like, the last four weeks. <laughs> Once again, since I became a serious NASCAR media person, my fantasy NASCAR has gone to shit. So Dover, Dover obviously been a big track that uh, Kevin Harvick's been strong at. And I'm looking forward to this one because he's in the Hunt Brothers pizza car. You know, Hunt Brothers, we keep making it. We're reaching out to you. We're, we're all about you. So if you want to come on board as a sponsor, we got room for you. And I've been talking to Evan the last few days. We don't need much. You know, we... We don't take like we're not needy people, you know. I just want a, a hot brother's hurt and a, a shirt, or hurt, yeah. a shirt and a hat, and I'll wear it, and we will start like broadcasting or using the video from us recording. Yeah, every I mean, we'll wear the shirt. I'll wear it twice a week. I ain't above that. Anyhow, last six races uh, at, at Dover, um, Harvick's got two wins. Five top fives, six top tens. So that six races, six top tens, pretty good. Five top fives, even better. Two wins, really good. His average finish is 3.333, repeating, of course. <laughs> and then his driver, average driver rating over that span is 128.7, which is Yowzer. And the one thing that, and it's really starting to piss me off, is we need to get back to qualifying. Yeah, I like when I looked at the starting grid, like I'm like, who needs a good race? Kurt Busch, oh my god, row 14. Cole Custer, oh shit, row 15. Eric Almarola, 
who is a hundred points off the cutoff line. He needs a big run in a big way. He's starting 16, no opportunity to go out and earn a good spot. It's just asinine. Um, you didn't want to talk about it today, but they're letting the guys not wear a mask outside. Yeah. So why can we not qualify? When we talked about it too, um, with our special guests that we'll be premiering uh, next week, it, it just it just sucks for those guys because you you're basically just sitting. You're either doing the eye racing or the simulator to try to get used to the track and getting into the pit road. We've seen the pit road become an issue with some of these races, and yeah, like you said, like the, with the way that the metric is, is the rich get richer. And yeah, that's all it was. Like, uh, you don't remember back in the day, they used to have a thing called IROC, International Race of Champions, and they'd have like a couple NASCAR guys and a couple Indy guys and a couple USAC guys, and they'd be like 15, 16 drivers and identically trimmed out. Some years it was Camaro, some years it was like a, a Daytona or a Dodge, whatever the shit. And, but the thing is, the, their starting grid would be reverse of what the points were. So the first place guy would start in the back the next right? Like the, whoever's first in the points would start in the back. Like, I would love to see that. And sure, Quinn Hoff might, uh, you know, he might cause some havoc. Timmy Hill might cause some havoc. But at least give some of these other ones that have good cars, give them a chance to freaking, like you're just digging them deeper and deeper in a hole. And it's asinine at this point. And there's no like no science behind what this shit's going on now not to get off into a tangent i don't want to sound like a fake scientist like bill nye the science guy um but you know whatever so the uh one of the other things uh heading into sunday's race is wood brothers are looking for their 100th win as a team they have had some success here um they've won seven times seven times Seven times. Seven times. Oh my God, this is going to be it. Although the last one was in 1981. Oh. So. Wait, that's 40 years ago. <laughs> and Matt Benedetto starting in row nine in 18th place with friend of the program and rookie of the year leader, Chase Briscoe. Huh. Huh. So I don't know. That's like, that's a mixed bag. You gave a lot of information. Some of those great seven wins. And then last win 81, I'm like, goo. And then when I was starting, I was like, man. So I don't know. He has one top 10 finish in 12 races here. Not inspiring confidence. He's showing signs of life. Like you said, I think the win might come this year, but I don't think it comes here. Yeah, I don't think it is either. I think he's going to be too far back. They've had some good races. Maybe a top 10. I could see a top 10. There you go. And that's how you get into the top 10 for the next race because yeah. we have a stupid metric system we use. Not the metric system. A metric system. All right, let's get into your pick. Let's let's switch it up a little bit. Who's your long shot to win? L long shot? Um, it's funny. It's funny because when we pick these long shots, like – all the people with the good stats aren't long. Shots. It's almost like if they were starting a little bit back or like if there's a qualifying system where we yeah. can choose them. I'm going Alex Bowman uh, last four races here include a second, third and fifth, but then he also has a 21st. So you got to decide which one of those I'm going with the second and then he's going to win. And that was, so I was kind of torn between my long shot. So I had to get, I, I found a friend 
uh, Luke Hillen, friend of the podcast, and uh, we talked about two guys. It was between Kurt Busch and Daniel Suarez. Both have had um, some success here. Both are starting uh, middle of the pack, but I'm going to go with Kurt Busch. He has 12 top 10 finishes here, one in 2011, and he needs a win badly. He's currently sitting outside the playoffs uh, in 20th place. So this is a place where he's familiar at. He's had some success, and he needs a result in the baddest way. It's funny you mentioned Daniel Suarez because I was doing my research, like who to pick, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I go into the Google machine and I type in uh, like Dover and this and that. And it like one of the people in this, this I pulled up an article and it's like four long shots for Dover. I was like, oh, but this is right down my alley. Didn't look at the date and it had David Suarez. And it's like, yeah, he finished really well here his last three or four races. I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And I looked at the date, and it was 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned Kurt Busch starting in the middle of the pack. It's more near the back. He'll be starting uh, 28th. Alex Bowman will be starting 16th. So you're you're getting a little bit of a head start on me, but I bet you Kurt Busch finishes ahead of Alex Bowman. Where's Suarez starting? Uh, he is starting 24th. There you go. He's going to beat both of us. Anyhow, my uh, so who do you got for a winner? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be a homer. I'm choosing Chase Elliott. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports has dominated here more than any other team. They've won 20 times, more than double than any other team, which is Joe Gibbs with nine. And Chase is the only one from Hendrick that doesn't have a win this year. I would also like free 10 boneless wings Monday at Hooters. But uh, he's one of the guys that we think will make the playoff, but he needs a win. He's in that category with Denny Hamlin and uh, Kevin Harvick. My gosh, you're if you like if you're telling me I get Bogo wings, I might root for your guy over my guy. <laughs> Probably not though. I go my my favorite Marty Martin Truex. I'm actually picking him over uh, Harvick. You know, I keep. Every track, I'm like, Harvick's got great numbers. Harvick's got great numbers, but he keeps finishing seventh. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going uh, Martin Truex. He's got the hot hand. Plus, in the uh, last 10 races at Dover, he's got two wins, eight top fives, nine top tens, average finish 4.3. I don't think that is repeating. I think that's like a 4.3, something, 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 something. Um, and he's the only driver with uh, 10 lead lap finishes in the last 10 races. And I talked to you about how easy it is for your car to lose laps here um, as a Mikey Waltrip fan. So to have to be the only driver in NASCAR to finish on the lead lap each of the last 10 races here means he's pretty good running here. Yeah, that's pretty good. So uh, I'm going to just to recap our picks. Thomas is picking Martin Truex Jr. to win. His long shot is Alex Bowman. I'm going to pick Chase Elliott to win so I can wear my Chase Elliott Hooters t-shirt into work and Hooters on Monday for lunch. And then my long shot is Kurt Busch. Who's going to be uh, running around the monster mile in the most beautiful car? Um, they got me with the food again, going Ryan Priest, Thomas's English muffins. I was a big English muffin kid back in the day. It was nooks and crannies. Um, so I'm going with him in the 37, and then I'm going in the, in the uh, Ross Chastain, Moose Fraternity Chevrolet. It's got a, you know, the only thing that's going to win me over more than dogs on the car is Moose. <laughs> so uh, that's got to. Do you even know what the Moose Fraternity is? I don't care. It's. 
I mean, it's not like skull and crossbones, is it? No, I don't know. That's why I was wondering. Like, maybe we should join. Well, I, no, I mean, it's like uh, it's a thing where people get together and they uh, they do good, but then they drink beer. Maybe uh, Moose mm-hmm. Lodge. I'm looking it up. You know, I've heard of it before. Make a difference. See, see, it says make a difference today. It means they do good. All right. Um, I don't think they drink goat blood. That's a bonus. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like it's, they got kids. They're helping kids out. All so. right. An organ international organization of men and women dedicated for caring or to caring for young and old, bringing communities closer together and celebrating life. Wow. Those there are all go. like if I had to think of a bunch of stuff I'm for, that's it. Plus, it's a freaking bull. I'm moose. God damn it. God, you're you fucking the up. worst. All right. So I'm gonna go uh Number 47, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the Bush Beans Chevrolet. I'm a big beans guy. It's blue and yellow. Love that. And then uh, the number 52 car, Josh Balicki, the Bull Shooter Dartboards. I'm a big darts guy. I love watching darts on TV. Um, hopefully he has some success. I don't really just want to see the car when, uh, you know, Chase Elliott's lapping him and they're showing that. But, uh, yeah, Josh Balicki in the Bull Shooter Dartboards. I might have to look up Bull Shooter. I do need a new dartboard. Yeah, I was with you when you dropped like $42,069 on a set of darts. I was amazed. <laughs> you could have bought a freaking uh, simulator. Yeah, well, that's in the works too. So that will do it for our Dover preview. Please make sure to uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our Instagram is Loose Lug Nuts Podcast. On Twitter, we are Loose Lug Nuts Pod. Be like the, uh, the, the booze uh, pops boost pops we got a new follower they're going to be sponsoring jeremy clements at pocono um they should sponsor us and part of that sponsorship will be we'll do two or three of those before every episode and it would be amazing just to get a you know a slight buzz not saying that we're always sober when we record this but you know if uh you know booze pops wants to uh sponsor us we'll do a couple of them before we get on there you go and just a, a, a psa anyone who has NBC uh, Sports Gold Track Pass. We're still waiting for NBC to give us a free one. There is an ARCA race on Friday. Uh, we're not going to cover it because we can't see it. But some names in that will be Ty Gibbs, uh, David Gilliland, Jade Buford, Kyle Sieg, Josh Berry. Um, and then it's going to be replayed on M- <laughs> NBCSN, the regular NBC Sports Network, next Friday. 12 30 a.m is that in the freaking morning so anyhow i i got my uh youtube's uh is taping all arc events so it'll be worth watching um while i'm doing other work but just for all you race nuts like i said we're not covering it because <laughs> all right well that will do it for our dover preview please enjoy all to or the uh both races and then if you do have a track pass enjoy that arca race on friday we will be back next week to recap uh the races at dover thanks again everybody for listening we will see you next week i grew up in texas where football was my game until that racing fever started burning in my brain started running many stops when i was 13 and won a short track championship when i was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde, he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was seven.
my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Has given me the brakes. I must admit she's small a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And now I've got the others on my side. 